Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Army of Thieves. Directed by Matthias Grikofa, Army of Thieves is the highest comedy film which serves as the prequel to Army of the Dead. The movie is out now on Netflix, but if you haven't watched Army of Thieves yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. From a screenplay by Shay Hatton and based on a story he wrote with Zack Snyder, Army of Thieves is the second instalment in the Army of the Dead franchise. Luke, you have the plot. Ludwig Dieter, played by Matthias Grikofer, is living a mundane life as a bank teller in Potsdam and going by his real name of Sebastian. News of a growing zombie outbreak in Nevada dominates international news, but its effects have to reach mainland Europe. Sebastian's life changes forever when a mysterious woman recruits him to assist in a heist of impossible-to-crack safes across Europe. Now, now, as we mentioned for like twice, prequel to Army of the Dead, the second film in this little franchise that we've got going on here. We did a review of Army of the Dead. You seem to have enjoyed it, quite liked the movie. I, on the other hand, had not much good stuff to say about it. I just thought it was a bit of a drag, thought it was all over the place in terms of what the hell is, uh, like, what's the point? I was promised a heist movie with zombies and I got a zombie movie with some sort of heist that didn't really need to take place because there were no security guards. I don't know. I we also got there. a a UFO and a mutant zombie or a cyborg zombie even. There was, there was a, a cyborg. There was on. something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that. What's the deal with that? We should say, I mean, there's a lot to say, but we should say this. Army of the Dead debuted in May of this year. Now, just five months later, here we are reviewing the prequel. The did they make them? Did they make these movies like together? I don't even know. But I was going to say very the, quickly. The turnaround is very impressive. I mean, Snyder must have had a lot of confidence on the character of Dieter. Certainly on the actor, because not only is he reprising his role here, he is directing the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's worth noting that, so yes, we find out that his real name is actually Sebastian. And it's mentioned in the film with a unpronounceable surname. The actor himself, it's a pretty difficult name to say, to be fair. Shame. Won't it? I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> oh, in the movie. I mean, it's a it's a point in the movie that's mentioned yeah. more than once, but I'm saying the actor also is not got a name that's too easy to pronounce. That's it. Yeah. Schweighofer. Um Yeah, although I gotta say with with his with his character, look, it's great that the actor's back and he's He's now got the director's chair, which, like you said, like great confidence in, in him. I must have, must have been there. I've got to say, one of the shining lights, one of the things that I praised in Army of the Dead was this character. 
I like this character. He was probably the most likable character. He brought, I mean, he was bringing a lot of the comedic relief and stuff in that film, which again was pretty dire, obviously. Horror elements, action-packed. It was all pretty one tone, uh, to be honest. But yeah, this character was a, was a bit of a shining light. Um, so I guess the idea of a prequel, I'm going into it, I'm like, this is a prequel to that movie I really didn't like. But it does have that one character that I did like. Okay, still not that excited about it, but at least at least it's got that going for it. I'm going to tell you something. This movie is so much better than Army of Army of the Dead. I I enjoyed this movie. I like this movie. I'm glad, if I'm honest, I'm glad that you yeah, had yes. a. I'm, I'm glad that you had a good time with this movie. As you've said, I did. I had a lot of fun with. I'm with the dead. It is absolutely ridiculous. Dave Batista in the lead. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think we even mentioned when we did our review that the character of Dieter is almost like he's in a completely different movie. Well, now he is. He's got his own. Yeah. They've turned up the comedy. There's moments, though, where I felt as though they leaned into Army of the Dead where they just didn't need to. Like in the beginning of the movie, and he falls asleep on the news are talking about what's happening in Nevada, and he hears a noise outside, and there's a zombie. And then there's more zombies. And then you find out it was just him having a nightmare. Mm. I didn't need that. But I get why they put that in there, because this is a prequel to a zombie movie, and they wanted it to be more than just something you want or once or twice to see on TV. So I get why they felt as though they needed to include it, but I didn't need it personally. No, I agree with you. I just don't think they needed to do it. I mean, they had like, they had the newsreels, they had, you know, like characters referring to, you know, the outbreak in the United States, in Nevada, all that kind of stuff. Like, they're like, wow, there's like bigger stuff going on here. Like, why do we really care about what's what's happening, you know, with this? It's sort of like, you know, the world has really changed. I thought that was sort of, like interesting and like little just drops of like just like the world that we're that this movie's taking place in. I'm like, okay, there's a very interesting kind of set of circumstances. Like this thing is because I wasn't sure how far along, you know, that whole first movie, that whole situation was to have been gone in terms of when this was set. So I do like what they did there. But yeah, they didn't need they actually really didn't need to show any zombies unless they were like the footage on the news, I get that. It's like, okay, cool. We're very clearly showing that that circumstance is real. That's really happening. But yeah, his fever dreams didn't need to, I don't know, just didn't need it. Very out of I place. Mean, and- it makes sense that a character in this world would have a nightmare about what's really happening. But it, to me, it just screamed the filmmakers wanting to have a solid connection to what came prior in that yeah. first movie. But I mean, overall, this movie is very much, you know, they're, they're leaving, except for those minor bits there, they are leaving the zombie genre really with that movie. And with this, it is more focused on this is a heist comedy a bit of romance as well thrown in there for for good measure but yeah it really this is a prequel and it just it just changes its genre i mean they they still have that heist element even though i don't agree that the heist was really delivered upon in that in that first film 
but this is very much i mean we get we get three heists i mean yes i'm a <laughs> sucker for heist films um and they actually have security guards there's surveillance cameras there's actually a need to plan <laughs> and conduct the heist it's great there's a team there's a getaway van all that good stuff <laughs> and you know the characters have individual personalities well before we get into that i guess when there's going to be a prequel to something, you've got to ask the question, why? Like, why does there need to be a prequel? So we've essentially had the main story. What could be that interesting? Or why, as an audience, do you need to see what came before? I mean, they do show you in this film, which I was surprised to see, if I'm honest, like towards the end, he actually catches up with Army of the Dead, where Batista first goes and meets Dieter. But what I like about them including it and this movie existing in the first place is because when you're first introduced to Dieter, he has so much confidence and knowledge. And you kind of, you just took it at face value in that first movie and you just went with it. Like he was more interested in the vault than whatever else they were doing or what was going to be inside the vault. And now you're going to watch a two hour movie, find out more about this guy, of why, why he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. And it was such a fun journey, but his character for me in this film, I really enjoyed him. The beginning and the end. The middle, it wobbled a bit for me because he was nervous and quirky and this like larger than life personality in the beginning as he's been introduced to this world. You know, he started to get a bit of confidence in what he was doing. But then things went wrong for him. He got left behind. And then he's almost like he's re-recruited again. And then we get theater more like he was in the beginning of the movie. So lost me a bit in the middle. But for the most part, we get a solid performance and a really good character. I think, I think it's his character journey. I, I found it to be fine. I, I was okay with his sort of... Because he is... like. He's confident in what he doesn't at the start, but he hasn't actually been able to sort of prove it to anyone or show anyone. And then as he goes through this journey, he's obviously caught up in a circumstance where it's like, he's not a criminal. He doesn't know this well. Like, yeah, he can crack safes, but he to be involved in an actual heist with this group of people, you know, like there are guns there. It's like, that's shaking his world a little bit. So that's why he's, you know, obviously going through those motions. Um, what I found more issue with is like, I, I had issues sort of throughout the middle of the movie as well, but not because of his character. More so, I think it slowed in certain parts. That it took a bit of time to, like, I think a little bit too many times, or too few many times of just like, I know it was character building and, and all of that and like relationships sort of, you know, delving into bits and pieces there. But there was a lot of just slow moments of, the movie became a bit too talky. I'll just say it, like, which is maybe that could a weird be criticism. As well. That was definitely the middle of the movie. It does, yeah. it does slow down. But when we are introduced to the heist team, and and it's it's noted that each one brings their own individual skill set. You got the getaway driver. You've got the muscle. It's that, it's that cliche sort of the like heist cliche boom 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 this character this character this character like here's the exposition dump but here's the skill set here's their name here's their name in a big font on the screen and it and it worked like it worked really well and you know we can go through and talk about some of those characters like, I've, I've got to say like the the character although he ends up 
being a dick, but when we're first introduced to Brad Cage, who we find out his real name is Alexis, but he changed <laughs> his name because he was inspired by tough guys, Brad Pitt, Nicolas Cage, and then it's showing him when he was younger working out, and then the footage they show of Nick Cage is him from Conair. Like, amazing. It's such a good clip to show, and he's played by Stuart Martin. I thought he was great. I mean, was it intentional for him to look like Wolverine? Like, was that the whole thing? I mean, I didn't even get that, so I don't think so. I didn't I mean, get Wolverine from him. I mean, his hair wasn't as as Wolverine dramatic like, but very Hugh Jackman in a tank top. I mean, he had a thing. It wasn't a dog tag, but put a dog tag around him. I mean, again, I think, and you've got uh, a very Logan esque Wolverine from X Men One. The tank top. I was thinking Cameron Poe Connor. That's where oh. my mind was going. We'd seen the footage <laughs> from that film when he was training when he was younger, but you know, we get some over the top action sequences with him again, before we find out that he's an ass, but we get the bit where he's shot and he jumps through the window and all very cool over the top action. It worked because it was, it was that character doing it. If suddenly, you know, Dita was doing it, I'd be like, what? what no, no, you, you couldn't <laughs> do that. But I liked again, that as, as well as a character having a particular skill set, they had a, th- they had a thing that was theirs alone. So you've got Guz Khan as Rolf. He's the getaway driver, but what you also need to know about him, he really appreciates a good sandwich. So I like the fact that these characters <laughs> are given all the Yeah, they've got their quirks. As well as the main reason why they're on the team. Hmm. I mean, the main one we... The main person, I guess, that we really should talk about is, is Gwendolyn Starr, played by uh, Natalie Emmanuel, which, you know, she's essentially orchestrating this whole, the team, the heist, she's the one who recruits, you know, Dita or Sebastian at the time. And she's, I guess, evolves into the, the love interest of, 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 of Dita in this movie. So it's all, you know, will they, won't they throughout the movie? And then, but it, it, it's pretty subtle because I'll be honest, I didn't think they were going to lean into it until was, about, yeah, about maybe just over halfway. And I was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, they're, they're doing that. They're, you know, they almost kiss after, I think it's after the second, the second safe. The second one like, They have a moment. In the moment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say with you, like, you know, it was subtle and to the point where I didn't think that was going to be a plot point at all. So the fact yeah, that they thought- end up together, I didn't see that coming. Well, I, I kind of don't. <laughs> oh, you get to a point where you clearly do. But at the beginning of this movie, I didn't think there was going to be a romance between those, those characters. Yeah. But I, suppose I figured it would be like, you, he likes her maybe, and then she's just like, nope, not going to happen. If you go back <laughs> and watch it a second time, which I haven't done yet, and the way they lock eyes, it screams romantic comedy. When he's yeah. at the safe-cracking competition and the way they see each other... It looks oh, like she... it's going to be something. But honestly, I was surprised by it. I mean, she yeah, is in a relationship with Brad Cage. They've got a thing <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, the, 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 first time they, the first time they meet, or, like, that he sees her, she's, she's smiling at him. Like, the, it, it's literally 
like said, like a romantic comedy, like everything slows down, the focus is on her. So it's, it's his just, perspective. Uh, there's a glow. Yeah, yeah. His perspective, but then she's smiling and making eye contacts because she's the reason why he's there in the first place. Yeah. She's got a she's got here her prize winner. And I have and seen this actress before. She's been in a couple of Fast and Furious movies. She plays a character named Ramsey. Pretty sure she's got a British accent in those movies. As recent as the latest one, she was in Fast Nine. I feel like she obviously we're talking about Rubio Fee, I'm guessing. She or were you talking about Natalie? No, um, no, Natalie. Like she plays Ramsey oh, right, in her okay. cast movies. I was going to say, well, moving on to, to Ruby Ophi, who plays uh, Karina. I, I kept looking at her and I was like, she looks so familiar. I didn't bother to look her up, but <laughs> she just looked really familiar. So that's why I was, I was thinking. I looked up earlier. She had been nothing, in a few things. Nothing was jumping out at me. I've not Maybe seen. She just has a recent, look about her. There's that recent Mads Mickelson film on Netflix, Polar. She's in that. I don't know how big of a part she oh. has. Which was in that, but other no than idea. that, there's not really anything that I would know from, to be honest. Yeah. In this, though, she's good. In this. She plays yeah. the awkward tech type really well. They they do something interesting, at least with her. You know, like when everything sort of falls apart, Brad Cage is a bit of a dick, and they obviously the team goes their separate ways. You know, like she ends up sticking with Gwendolyn and, you know, for the most part, she's, she's a-okay until obviously she's put in a position where she has to sort of rat them out. You know, there's something to do with her brother. And yeah, it's like, established yeah. earlier on because what was it? Apparently, according to this movie, she was, resp- she was responsible for the Pirates of the Caribbean 2 movie being leaked online. That was her. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> a funny little... That was that was the gag, but you know, he saw the trailer, he likes the look of it, and she's like, you know what, I'll get you that movie. <laughs> we so need, a, we need scene, a prequel. We need I a guess. prequel about her stealing the movie. Honestly, like <laughs> just give Snyder time. I, I'm I'm impressed at the at the pace that we're moving with this zombie universe that he's building. As we mentioned on our recent movie show. Is announced the title of the sequel to Army of the Dead, Planet of the Dead. So who knows? I mean, I'm guessing that's got to be next year, surely. Well, of course, it's November. So we'll be getting that <laughs> sequel, but maybe next year we, it could end up doing like once a year, like a main movie and a spin off. Who knows? But he seems to be, I mean, to have two films within, what do we say, like five plus months of each other? A quick tournament. I mean, that's, that it, like I said, they, they've made these concurrently, or if that's, right, if that's the right word, simultaneously, you almost. Think, I think. Mean, definitely crossover. Definitely this, a crossover. This movie being a prequel and, you know, focusing on one of the characters from that main movie. I mean, I, I've not got budgets in front of me, but this would have been a lot cheaper to make I'd imagine that first Army of the Dead film. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like it, it's they're all over, they're all over Europe. You know, like they're being chased by like a French cop detective guy. Um, the locations, you know, like, uh, yeah, are, looks are stunning. 
we we get to enjoy all of that like and that that goes in and that kind of you know it, it gives you like a you know movies like james bond and stuff you know like international locations and just different different scenes different shots like we get, we get to have fun with that it's goes, always good to see a it goes such a long way like you mentioned james bond but like mission impossible as well yeah. like when when they are there you can see that they're actually there and it adds so much more to it so you do see in this movie that they really are globe trotting like the locations are fantastic and look it's always good to have a cop chase scene where like you your getaway vehicle is a bike that's always it's always fun only in europe it can't happen anywhere else. Like it's just such a bikes European are, thing. Bikes are everywhere in Europe, like readily available. <laughs> I'm a bike. I love that the one bit where he goes to grab that bike and it's locked, and that chick's uh, like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> so the the comedy in this in this film it, it's it's pretty on point. Like I I will admit I was not, and I told you this before. Like, I was not looking forward to this because you know, Army of the Dead. I was like, oh, more of this. What are you doing to me? I put it on, you know, begrudgingly, and had my I had my sulky attitude, and was like, "All right, let's sit tight for you know almost about two hours of whatever this is going to be." And just almost straight away, I was like, "Damn it, I'm having a good time." <laughs> and, you know, them- talking about it being a comedy, like if a movie's like, "Hey, you know, this is a comedy," and you're laughing, you're like, "You know what? Job done." It's done its yeah, it's yeah. done its job. Job it's, done. Did it, it, <laughs> it's funny, like with. They played the same joke quite a few times, Dieter, when he's got his high-pitched laugh. <laughs> it doesn't stop being funny. It's like it's, you know, it's, it's a character trait of his and it's, it's endearing of the character. And, mm. and it, you know, when they're playing it for laughs, it always works. No, like there's good moments, like when they're like, especially like the first few scenes when they're in the van and you're like, Dieter's like really excited and he's like pumped and he's like he's screaming like with excitement and then you've just got um like Rolf just driving he's just like I don't know what he says but it's like bloody hell like Jesus or something he's just like <laughs> like god damn like what who is this nut like what have we well, you what know, have we like, gotten roped into it's, I, I was like that's just funny that's a funny situation I know you didn't have the best time with Army of the Dead but it did have a style to it you know you're always going to get something like that from Snyder and although different you're getting that in here and I guess it is leaning more into the heist trope but you mentioned so there's three heists the second one they quickly find a way to change up the way they're going to portray it to that first one talking about how it's going to be harder but then they're explaining how they're going to do it. But then as the audience, we then get to see beat by beat how they actually do it. Cut to them in the van. Theatre going to ask a follow-up question and they're to say to him, we've done it already and off they go. Yeah. Job like, done. But it, no, was it, like, can't, okay. it, it can't be that easy. And that, that, they, they're actually they're playing with the comedy, like they're playing into those cliches and tropes of like a heist film you know they're referring to in a very like meta way they're referring to okay like this is the port part where we where we basically explain what's going to happen and you're gonna you know in the movies you'll see like the snaps of like the flash forwards of the thing actually happened and then how it actually happens will be a lot more comical because we'll stuff up and we'll have to think in our feet 
and then it's like but then they do that and i don't know it, it, i don't know they had fun with this they didn't just go they didn't just play out the general tropes as you would expect yeah like they, well, very, they did but like but they poked fun very, at the same time very well done yeah i'm kind of hoping and to keep the volume of films coming out so you know let's say they do two to a year which you know we know the army of the day was a big hit for netflix you know if snyder is going to stick to the main films but then we're going to get some i guess kind of like if you look at the mcu how they do bring some interesting voices onto projects, whether it's directing, writing, and you're not just getting the same formula over and over. So it looks like they've started early with this, where I think if this was going to be another Zack Snyder film, it would have more than likely would have been more of the same. Okay for me, not so much you. But I like <laughs> the fact that bringing in a new voice, a new style, it just makes it a lot more just yeah, enjoyable yeah. and that there's there's more to I mean, because this is brand new. It's a brand new IP and it's only been around for half a year. And already <laughs> no. we've got two different approaches to what these films can be. Now that's it. It gives like there's a you can basically have a fresh spin on the franchise every time you do an instalment. Except for, I guess, when you just have the main, like, zombie. But even then, it's like, we got hints of, you know, like, robo, <laughs> robo zombies and aliens and all this kind of crazy stuff. So, I mean, like, the next zombie one might be, you know, it sounds like it's going to be bigger, you know, like, it's going to be outside of Nevada. It's going to be sort of worldwide. It's maybe we are going to get those other sci-fi elements thrown in there. So, again, we're going to get those different flavours. I guess that's going to keep it fresh. And they could just do a random, you know, another prequel, something, you know, as the franchise expands, it could be set before this movie, that movie, wherever it wants to be, for whatever character, we're going to meet new characters. Maybe there'll be another one that they can be like, hey, that'll be an interesting one-off story for that character. Let's do that. Who knows? Like, yeah, I think I need another sample of, like, me having a good time being impressed to get really excited about what's to come i mean that's just me being honest more than likely planet of the dead will be the next one maybe yeah. we'll just check out the spin-offs or the sequels <laughs> all the prequels that's what's what's interesting about this is that hey if you were to sit down and watch this movie you don't actually need to know anything you you don't have to have watched i mean yeah, this works as a standalone film there's a beginning middle and end i mean the end I was a little bit disappointed that it was just literally like the scene tacked onto the end of the movie. I feel like they either could have created something new within the lead in or, or not something gonna, or hinted at. No, I mean, they I literally, know, again, talking budget, like this would have been a much smaller movie, that first one. They're not paying for Batista to come back to shoot him from a different <laughs> angle. They're going to just use that scene. Oh, budget. no. And I, I like, wouldn't want this, like, I liked that it was the same footage because, okay, we're officially caught up now. So it worked. That, yeah. that worked for me. I just feel like it could have been, like instead of the whole scene played out, it literally could have been Batista and that other, that chick walking in 
to the back and then you know data's just looking up and then like you kind of know what's happening i know i know i feel like it was just a long scene that was even though we're talking about this being a prequel to a film that only came out in may i think it still needs to play for that whole scene just so you can have him be so interested in the safe and him again, him having that earned confidence. I think it played really well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess film. it it puts that scene, I guess, more in context. I guess it, it would have worked as well. What you're saying, where Batista walks up, because in theory, everybody's seen that film anyway, and not too long ago, really. Mm. But it's still it it worked. I didn't expect to see it, but it did. It did work for me. You know, one of the things that I did like, we don't always talk about it when we're reviewing a movie, the opening title sequence and just the way the the, the names were rotating and it was the, the turning of the safe, I thought that was really cool. So as the movie's opening, I'm enjoying that. Visually, it looks pretty cool. And then you get to see who did the music for this movie. And, it, and although there's another person credited, you see... Hans Zimmer, and you're like, really? <laughs> Hans Zimmer is doing the score for this. It's not his mate <laughs> for this prequel movie to a, a Snyder movie. And yes, yeah, yeah, he is. They they have worked together previously, but I'm pretty sure that Hans Zimmer didn't do Army of the Dead. Maybe he did. I don't know, but I don't think he did. But here we are this prequel film, but as you say, they're mates, they worked together previously, Man of Steel, Superman, Dawn of Justice. But I went into this movie expecting a smaller version, not in quality, but just, I just thought it was going to be smaller than what we got with Army of the Dead. And when I saw Hans Zimmer's name, I was like, wow. How impressive. What? <laughs> I just didn't expect to see a world-class composer on this film. That's the thing, like you, you know, you, you mentioned like the the budget is obviously smaller. Like this is something that that really proves that even with a smaller budget, you can make a movie look like something bigger than it is. Sort of, sort of thing. You know, like it's got it's got wide scope. It's got. Well, I mean, like, you know, we talked about the, the locations and stuff like that. It's got a quality to it. And then you throw in, like, you know, a Hans Zimmer just to really polish it up. And, like, you've got you've got something that didn't need to cost, you know, $100 million, $200 million to make. Yeah. I mean, streaming, if you want to see Hans Zimmer at the moment in the US, you can watch June on HBO Max. On Netflix, you can watch Army of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very different in scope. I mean, there you go. There you go. And one costs a lot more than the other, I can tell you that. All right, let's get into our rating out of five. What are you giving Army of Thieves? Well, unlike you, I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Army of the Dead, but I definitely had a good time with that movie but this it's a fun movie but it does lull in the middle i mean i i definitely wasn't bored but it certainly it feels like there's not a lot happening for a while and but as a film it it's a fun time it is and i'm very interested in seeing 
more of this universe that Snyder started with Army of the Dead. I'm going to come in at a a three out of five. It's it's a good movie. I watched it with my wife. She fell asleep. I think it's more to do with her being tired than the quality of the film. Sure, sure, sure. But um, I started with her and finished on my own. But I no commentary, no commentary. Yeah, three out of five. It's. It's, it's a good movie, and we've talked about it before on the podcast. Netflix, they put out so many movies, and a lot of them just don't bother. But some of them like, yeah. really are worth watching. We're a couple of weeks away from Red Notice with Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. So we're, we're getting good movies out of them at the moment, so hopefully it continues. But Army of Thieves, it, it's a good time. Three out of five. Yeah, and do you know what? I didn't even, I didn't even think, you know, because I go onto a Netflix movie and usually I'm like, well, here we go, Netflix movie. <laughs> I think I was more just completely connected to my my baggage from Army of the Dead, which, you, like I said, not have the best time. But look, pleasantly surprised. Um, this is this is a pretty decent movie like it's it's well put together it's it's a fun time i know you said that a few times it's pretty funny it's got likable characters even the asshole characters are pretty likable in their in their i'm still going to stick to their wolverine get up um yeah look there were moments like you like you said like that a movie kind of slowed or kind of just like it kind of dropped its pacing a little bit, but hey, look, there, there were some moments where I was like, you know, especially like right before like the bike chase bit, I was like, I was like, man, I'm really like kind of really, really into this. <laughs> like I'm having a, I'm having a ball with the sort of the, the action unfolding. Now look, just the laughs, the heisty stuff, pretty good. I'm going to come in a little bit higher than you, 3.5. So, you know, it's, it's nothing... It's nothing glorious, but it's pretty decent, pretty fun, and I'm, I'm guessing I had a little bit of a better time than you with this one. So you stick to your you stick to your robo zombies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want more high concept, but I did enjoy <laughs> this film. And when they leaned into the the high tropes, it, it's a fun. It is a fun movie. It is a good movie. It really is. But I'm going to stick with my three out of five for this one, and I. I think by four out of five for Army of the Dead. We were I can't even yeah. remember what I gave it, but hopefully it was a it was lot less. lower than a 3.5. It, it was less. It was <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's one of those rare occasions where it's quite jarring between our rating. We're normally fairly similar, whereas that yeah. one we're a bit divided. All I can remember <laughs> flashbacks to like game over man. That was a that was a big jump. You know, as I was talking then, I did think Game Over, man. Such a good yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, was it? Funny, funny movie, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Look, we always wrap up with a bit of trivia. Look, there, there really wasn't much that I could come across. But I thought this was kind of interesting, so I'm going to throw it in there and hopefully it qualifies. So Zack Snyder and his wife slash uh, co-producer Deborah Snyder has have described the film as the Italian job in a world where zombies exist. And that's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> You've got the heisty stuff and it's a world where zombies exist. 
trivia. <laughs> I mean, Other than that, I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, for the honest. listeners, a pick me allocating, you did say that you struggled to get trivia for this movie. Oh, so I, I literally got nothing. <laughs> I'd try and come up with something. It's just something to contribute, just in case you don't have something. Although you did have something. What I would like to add, that Matthias, who played Dieter, he was in a film, Rabbit Without Ears, in 2007, and he had to cut his hair for the part. Trivia. There you what go. are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? I had the same experience as you so hard <laughs> to find trivia for this movie. So I thought I'd lean into the main actor. and That was a good approach. So he did a film in 2007. And as an actor, he had to cut his hair for the part. There you go. Trivia. I figured, I figured like with Zack Snyder, you know, he's very, he's very vocal in terms of what he likes to share and communicate. I figured there would be some like fun stories or a bit of like behind the scenes stuff or like this conceptual thing. I don't know. What I thought it was really said, and we covered it on the movie show, is that so the new film or the sequel, Planet of the Dead, he was talking about that. He announced the title and then he made reference to the fact that there's a chance theatre could survive. Yes. That's all he's really saying at the moment. But you're right. Normally, he's very vocal, as I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it uh, for our review of Army of Thieves. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind in Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Halloween Kills. And be sure to check out our next review, Eternals. All right, you've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Stew. See you soon.